0: You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes, and please be drunk when you hear it.
1: We've got
2: Bush. I like to fuck, do you like to fuck? Just money shots, uh, chairs all over there. Those guys look
3: bang bust. they're a good deal. Dude. My dick is small.
0: <laughs> oh, yo hey.
2: yo Boy, oh, welcome to the season premiere of drunk wrestling history i'm your designated host adam and they are the drunk wrestling historians this is eddie
3: i intend to get properly fucked up
2: if no one disagrees
3: (laughs) nice and this is scott for those
1: about to
2: drink we salute you Wow, really up in the intros. I like it. We're very high class around here, Adam. Yeah, but what I didn't up was the
3: actual show intro. And um, you asked me right before we hit, before I hit record if there was a new intro, and I just said I'm going to play the intro. I d- d- just didn't answer you. That was because there was no new intro. So this is the season premiere, in which we normally play the new intro. Um, and there's a very good reason why there isn't one. I forgot to make it. <laughs>
1: Not that you've been busy with work no. or preparing for the roast. No. Just you were
2: in a, no excuses. You were in Alaskan, Canada for how many
3: weeks? Yeah, you were on like a three-week vacation. Well, so like a week ago, I remembered. I was like, oh, shit, I got to make a new intro. We're going to record next week. And I started getting clips. So like if you see I could show you on my phone. I have screenshots of the times on the episodes. Right. Because I had somewhere I'm like, oh, I know someone said this dumb thing in this episode. So I'd play it, listen. It happens a lot. Yeah. Screenshots I have the time. Um then I forgot, <laughs> I just completely, my, I, this week was busy, I had a lot of shit going on, and it kind of occurred to me earlier today, I was like, well, fucking too late now. It's too late now, yeah. Yeah, it's too late, so there's no new intro, but I'm going to do my best, I mean, we're not recording for
2: another month, so I should yeah.
3: easily be able to do it. By so, episode
2: two or three, there will be a new intro. Uh,
3: Probably three or four. Well, or it would be two or four, right? We're going to record episodes two and three next time.
2: It's not oh, gonna, right, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not going
3: to be not ready for two, but be ready for three. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The roast counts as technically one, right? No, and the was roast gonna, was the last week. That's the finale. Oh, that was the finale. So, so this mm-hmm. right now is episode one of the new season. Okay. And then we're recording one more, so that'll be episode two. Oh, you're right. I forgot we were doing... Oh, no, but that's part of last season two. We just haven't done it yet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What a, what, a, what a shit show well we're like you know how they filmed like all of Lord of the Rings at once and then broke it up into three movies yes like we're kind of the same way like we we record our episodes completely out of order
1: yeah and I get very confused as to what the fuck's going on
3: yeah but we're way more interesting than fucking Lord of the Rings and I keep way asking more. for second breakfast yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all they do is walk in those fucking movies and none of us like walking clearly fuck that <laughs> yeah I'd rather yep. eat pizza.
2: Season five, shit hasn't changed here. Welcome to our show. We are glad to have you all on this ride that is drunk wrestling history with a designated driver, of course. Don't be stupid. But uh, thank you to all of you who have been listening to us for five se- or four seasons now. Four and seasons. this is for for four seasons, four fucking years. Four. That's that's crazy. That's a good chunk of time and like wow I'm speechless maybe maybe this uh water here is uh, getting to me are we sure it's water no no <laughs> is it yeah. a
3: non-alcoholic beer like you had in Seattle <laughs>
2: Yes, it's something like that. (laughs) The weird thing was I knew what it was. Eddie was questioning it. He should have tried it. Yeah, I was like, what is any
3: beer? I'd never heard of any beer. I don't know. (laughs) I just
2: jumped in. Oh, yeah, I'll take one of those.
3: Yeah. Like, Adam's getting hammered tonight, dude. Yeah.
2: Fucking do it. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, Carissa got hammered that night. It was. (laughs) And then we went to a German beer hall the next day. Yeah. That was fun. Yes. Yeah. Anyways. No matter how long you've been listening to us, welcome to our adventure, and we would like to tell you to head over to whatamaneuver.net so you could get Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts. You can also get tank tops, hoodies, and onesies, especially for miniature drunk marks and drunk marquettes that you have. Drunk Wrestling History logo loud and proud on the chest. You could look like a true drunk wrestling historian by heading to whatamaneuver.net and buying a fucking shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. Season 5 shit hasn't changed. Buy a fucking shirt. Yep, because mommy needs a new case of beer. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of, while Eddie takes a swig, what do you have to drink?
3: I'm drinking a can of Anchor Steam, which I've addressed this before. is one of my favorite breweries. They've been making beer in San Francisco since 1896. Officially under that name, but they've actually been making beer since right after the gold rush, like 1853 or some shit. And they recently closed... And a few people are trying to buy it and re- resurrect it, and I'm hoping they do. But if they don't, I've got about eight cases of it in the garage.
1: Nice, that's a stockpile. Uh oh, it looks like my- I'm drinking it as well. But uh, before the show, you had a little uh, mishap, yeah. a little uh, premature beer foam all over the table. It happens to a lot of us, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm,
3: I'm routinely premature. Right,
1: it happens. You're, mine's you're, doing this. I'm getting the pre. See the pre already happening on the on the top. Let's see you what have happens. a
2: little bit coming out. It, it's it's not shooting out like Peter North. It's like Peter South on top of you.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. There goes mine. How to do.
3: All right. Good stuff. Not too much mm. of a mess. No, no, no. Not as much as, as a, of a mess as I usually make. It's
1: not the first time I had a little bit of foam on my mustache. Yeah.
2: That, that's what it's used for. He's an expert. I make a bigger mess than you. I'm still a couple years younger Clean you. mustache. mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flock that Christmas tree, sir. (laughs) I got some agua and some DC in hand. Good old DC. Oh, yeah. Which apparently is Diet Coke. I just learned that abbreviation tonight.
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: Yep. It's DC. I think I'm... I have i do not know how long ago it was. It was frequently referred to as that, and then the trend just stopped. Good. So let's acknowledged retro pop culture got some dc
1: there it is yeah boom bringing it back
2: uh pretty much we want to thank all of you for listening to our roast of tony khan it was an all elite time and all elite uh time recording it with uh plenty of plenty of company sharing laughs and also some reactions of oh my god why would you say that <laughs> yeah
1: a few of those yeah. how could you write that well it's it's easy. a roast
2: folks it's easy you write it down and then you, you put be down a terrible the person yeah be a terrib- <laughs> be a terrible <laughs> person and lean into it hard yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: it's the spirit of the roast don't be offended <laughs>
2: <laughs> we roast who we love and that's right yeah that's that's right uh that's how we survived that particular all elite roast But for season five, we are going to start it off with a tribute to a near and dear wrestler. Uh, It's now been... Three months since he passed? No, not quite or... that long. It was like the end of August. It was the last week of
3: August. Actually, it was the last day it was the day before I went on vacation. So that would be like August 20 something I have August 24th. I remember. Oh, so this God, is, okay. has it been that long? Yeah, okay. So check Holy it out. Holy shit. So this is one of those I remember where I was when I heard about it. Like, yeah. like Michael Jackson died, 9-11, macho man died moments. Yeah. I was at yep. work. I remember the specific place in Oakland, and I got a text from you, Scott. And you said Bray died, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And I looked, and I think it hadn't even hit any websites yet. Yeah. And then, like, fifteen minutes later is when it finally hit. I'm like, "How did you even know?" And you said you saw it on Facebook, Facebook Messenger. In our Facebook group, okay. somebody put in there Bray died, and when you read that, it doesn't register, right? Just like
1: with you, you're thinking, "Wait, what the fuck?" Like Bray who? He, he, not Bray but, Wyatt, right? Right. There's no way. He's even so though young. it's been
2: several months, it still feels fresh enough to be like, "No, you're kidding me." He didn't. Die, it still doesn't seem real, and especially yeah. like it wasn't from an accident, uh, or yeah, uh, yeah, something right, something like right. that. It was like like something health wise happened to him, mm-hmm. like you gotta be shitting me. And then the Triple H tweet, yeah, came out. I think that was the main one, and Eddie told me about it. I was at work, but uh, but yeah, we've uh already said it, but today's episode is dedicated to Wyndham Lawrence Rotunda, aka bray wyatt yeah so um bray was um i had
3: a very love hate relationship with bray wyatt you did you and i have had a lot of arguments about this yeah yeah and um i'll get into that as we go through this but i well not never... love hate with bray wyatt no not as a person love hate with bray wyatt slash the fiend yeah character. Yes. yeah 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 and we'll get into this um but um I always recognized his talent. You right. Know what I mean, even when I didn't like what he was doing, I was like, what a fucking talented guy, you know, to be able to um, become a character and commit to it. It was exactly. really incredible. Yes. You yes. know, yes. he was really special.
2: The son of Mike Rotunda. You know him better mm-hmm. as Erwin I. Shyster. Erwin R. Scheister. Erwin. Yeah. He, IIS. Wait, what? Hold on, What? Erwin <laughs> R. Scheister. We're trying to have a. Memorable he, he was internal, res- internal respectful service. uh episode about Bray and <laughs> I'm fucking up his dad's name. Shit. Okay. <laughs> well done, Adam. <laughs> I, I try. Season five off to a great start, everybody. Well Eddie Early and i Shyster, I R S.
1: Eddie and I are so old that we actually know him
3: better as Mike Rotundo. I don't. I don't. You're shitting me. Really? Because I was so young when he when he was Mike Because when did you leave WWE eighty six? Um, or something like
1: that? Y- yeah, it was eighty six. Six eighty seven, 87, somewhere there because he was teamed up with Spivey for a minute.
3: Right, but they weren't really exactly top guys. You know what I mean? No, but US Express there, was not. I don't think they were ever on a Saturday night's main event. Maybe mm, one. Maybe okay, one. We're yeah. talking about
2: uh, with Barry Windham, US Express? Uh, yeah. No,
3: actually with Dan Spivey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spivey. Because that would have been more your time was if Rotundo that's the and case, Spivey eighty.
2: Then 84 to 86 before his 1991 return.
3: Yeah, so by 86, okay. like that was around, it was like late 85, 86 when I started watching. At that point, they were not a huge part of the show. Yeah. I'm sure I saw him, but I'm sure by the time he came back as IRS, I didn't remember him anymore. Got it. Um, I was aware, you know, just even even back then. Even well, because you rented the tapes, right? So you watched WrestleMania yeah. one, so you were aware of... Right. You probably saw him on a Saturday morning show... Probably, yeah. But, but you me, definitely knew him more as IRS. IRS was, yeah. yeah. He was IRS to me. I mean, even Barry Windham was really the Widowmaker to me. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. How sad is that? Oh, my God. I know. Oh, I broke know my heart, too. I remember more as the Widowmaker. Oh, for fuck's sake. Because um, I wasn't watching WCW at the time. I got, you know? yeah.
1: I understand. I understand.
3: So No um, cable. I get it. Yeah, but, um. so yeah, IRS was his dad, right? And Windham was his uncle. Uncle, yep. Yeah. Which... How does this work? I, who but that might
1: not be like blood uncle. I'm not really sure. And Adam might be able to correct me here, but I don't know if that is his blood uncle or okay. like they were so tight that they were like brothers.
3: And so Mulligan became... was Wyndham's dad, right? Wyndham's dad, correct. Because Mulligan was Bray's grandfather. Yes. Yeah. Um, Blackjack Mulligan for people who don't,
2: don't know who we're talking about.
3: Right. Um. And, so he the, came...
2: and then brother, Bo Dallas.
3: Yeah, and his brother was Bo Dallas. So he came he was like deep like wrestling family, right? He's like third generation. Yeah. And I don't remember them ever mentioning that on TV that he was a third generation wrestler, but they probably did. And I probably just don't remember. Well, a lot of times that can be like an albatross. Yeah. Right? Like you don't want that attached to your hip. You want to be Bray Wyatt. You don't want to be like yes. Rotunda's kid.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It works for Cody Rhodes. Doesn't necessarily work out for like Eric Watts.
3: Or, um... David San Martino or Oh Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's like the best case. Yeah. Although to be fair, like nothing was going to work for him.
1: No, no, (laughs) I have
3: a better shot of making it as a pro wrestler than David (laughs) San Martino. did. Come on now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you talk about charisma vacuums. Oh my gosh. Oh, this guy's a regular Dyson. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, so he was, he was just a kind of a natural athlete. He was a state champion wrestler in high school and he played college football. Um, and he went into wrestling early on. I forget what year he was, but he was born in like the early 90s. Um, so he was young when he started in Florida uh, in FCW. And he made his TV debut as Alex Rotundo. And he, then he changed it to Ross Rotundo. Neither of those names are very good. Nope. Um, and that kind of made me wonder why didn't they want to have him be Rotundo? Especially uh, – or, or um, his real name. You know what I mean? Um, and then why did they make him change it later? I don't really know. Or I don't know that they made him change it later. Maybe he did. Um and then he turned into Husky Harris, which was one of the worst fucking names. Awful! I, I awful. guarantee he didn't yeah. come up with that name. He would the not have come up with a name that fucking stupid, dude. Right? That had to be Johnny Ace,
1: right? Well, I mean, look, Otis isn't called like Rotund Otis right like come on you don't do that like stop like we don't okay we get it the dude's big you don't need to put fucking husky in front of his name right i mean they're not calling kevin owens
3: like joe stomach right like come on (laughs) no but it would have been great if they had (laughs) in your book yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) um but so he was on season one of nxt as husky and he had his pro was cody i think season one season one right I believe so. Whatever season. Uh, Cody was pro. And, you know, that NXT season ran its course.
2: All, the original NXT was kind of fucking dumb.
3: Yeah, it was dumb. It was before it was even a brand. It was just a TV show called it NXT. Was,
2: NXT, it was that reality show or that competition fighting for that WWE contract. Yeah. It was what replaced the WWE brand of ECW. Yeah, right. so It was that- almost
1: like they're trying to make it tough enough. Almost. Yeah. Where they were doing like yeah, stupid competitions much. and bullshit. Except
2: doing it at the stadium instead of at a at the performance yes. center or a place to train. Right. Yeah.
3: Right. right. Um and um it wasn't long before he showed up in on the main roster as part of the Nexus. Which, if you want to hear about the Nexus, go back and listen to our Nexus episode. No idea what number episode it is, or if it's even still on the podcast platforms, you might have to find it on YouTube. Probably not. I don't think it was 100 episodes ago, but whatever. Go back and listen to that, and we'll tell you all about the disaster and the p- squandered potential yes. of the Nexus. That's
1: the best way to put mm-hmm.
3: it. Um, and um, the thing I noticed, the he was kind of like a third-tier Nexus member. Right. Right? Because you right. kind of had your top guys, and you had your middle of the, of the Nexus guys, and then you had right. him and McGillicuddy. And they were sort of like almost afterthoughts. Like they really just didn't matter. Yeah. But you could see when he went to have a match, the dude could move. You know what I mean? You could see he was a natural athlete and he was a big motherfucker.
1: Yeah. In fact, one of the announcers called him a tank with a Porsche engine. And I thought that uh-huh. that was the best way to describe mm. him.
3: Exactly. Yeah. They used to call him that. I forget who it was that said that. I don't think it was Cole, but that was, they said that about him all the time. Yeah. Sort of like. If his... it was
2: around that time, could have been Matt Stryker.
3: Could hmm. have been. Maybe. Could yeah. have been not. Or not 50-50 shot of getting that right. <laughs> Jr. Yeah. I don't
1: was it Jr. I don't remember.
3: I don't know, but yeah, that was that was a really good way to describe him. Yeah, totally. The, yeah, tank yeah. With the Porsche engine. Yeah, because he was big. He, he he worked like the Samoans. Yeah, almost you know like a uh, like a Umaga right type or uh, solo you right. Know? Um, didn't last long. The Nexus is kind of because this was like October, I think. So the next has been there a few months already. They were sort of just about. They were two months from winding down. Like. It was only it was December when they literally buried Wade Barrett under yeah. chairs, yep. and that was basically it. Um, so he's kind of set up—I don't want to say set up to fail—but he was not brought in in a position that was going to be uh, advantageous for him.
1: Yeah, if Nexus had a shelf life, so did Bray Wyatt.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because really they all fucking just kind of that was it petered out. That yeah. was it. Um, but then he went back to NXT, and it wasn't long. Before he started the Wyatt family, he became Bray Wyatt and then he got hurt and he put, he stayed on TV by putting the family together and that's where the whole gimmick started. But this was before NXT had blown up, right? Right, right. Um, I'm not even sure if you could get it on Hulu at that point because when it started, it was kind of, you could only get it like on a few local TV stations, you know, like in Florida and shit. Then it hit Hulu and that was when I was hearing so many good things about NXT. Yeah, same. I actually ended up subscribing to Hulu specifically to watch it. Same here. So I started started watching like mid-2013, maybe summer 2013. Mm -hmm. And they were one of the coolest parts of it. I thought they were so fucking cool.
1: Yep. And you could tell they had something with that product too.
3: Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could even see them, right? Like even... It was before it really became what it was going to become. Yeah. It was already yeah. pretty cool. You're like, well, they're doing something different over here. I'm liking this.
1: Yeah. Like they're going to build these guys up. There's no way they can fuck them up when they hit the main roster.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Shit. Yeah. See the VOD villains. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Or Ascension. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Shit. I mean, the list could go on, right? Yeah. Yeah. American Alpha.
3: <laughs> um, They end up coming up to the main roster in June, and it was even cooler there with it being in the big arena. With the production, and it was just the coolest thing anyone had ever seen, right? With the music, yes. They had. Did they ever have? Did they have maybe? I don't know if I say it's the best, but one of the best ever song uh, for the music to match the gimmick. It was perfect. It's like only a couple. It yes. In in that it's territory. It's subtle,
2: though. yes, but it definitely has that eerie feel.
3: Yeah, it
1: captures the spirit of what mm-hmm. the Wyatt family is
3: Yeah, so perfectly. Yeah, the look of it, the way it was lit, and him dragging the chair out there, and the damn uh, the lantern. lantern, like he's yes. walking around a swamp at yeah. night, and the, the creepy music playing. It was just the coolest fucking thing. Yeah. Um, drunk fact, he's the only person ever who was able to blow out an LED light.
2: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <some> shit. <laughs> right? Well, that... That's He's strong. How special he is.
3: Yeah. He's yeah, strong. Yeah. I always thought it was funny when he would do that. He'd blow the lantern out. And it's like, that's an LED, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I can see your hand on the bottom hitting the switch. <laughs> hey. Imagination. Yeah. um but it was clear they had plans for him because his first feud was with Kane, and his first match was a ring of fire match um at SummerSlam. So boom, right away, your first match is at fucking SummerSlam. With a former champion,
2: Kane is the only one to have been in every single WWE uh, Inferno match. That so right right off the bat, that's a big rub. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. You're being entrusted with this top star in this specialty match. Yeah. Absolutely, I love it. Yeah, totally. Um, he ended up winning it after
3: a run in by the rest of the family, and um, it wasn't long before he moved on to a feud with Daniel Bryan. They had a match. It was Harper and Rowan versus Punk and Bryan at Survivor Series. They lost. But it was... I don't know what it was. Bray Wyatt just hated Daniel Bryan. It was kind of funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, Yeah, their feud was fantastic. Yeah, and this is right when the Daniel Bryan shit is going on where he's really heating up. Yes. Because that same SummerSlam is where he came out and he won the title from Cena. Yeah. And then Orton catching the money in the bank on him. And he had heated up so much with the team Hell No shit and the crowd loved him so much and then you really felt fucked over yep. at the end of that show. Oh, yeah. um, And that was kind of like the birth of the authority. Right. So, like, Daniel Bryan was, like, the hottest thing in the company at this point.
1: Yeah, so for them to put Bray Wyatt in a program with him, mm-hmm. you're right, they had big plans for this guy. Yeah, They're trying I mean, to heat both guys up.
3: Exactly, and I guarantee they already knew Bray was going to work with Cena yes. at WrestleMania. So yes. they were like, let's heat him up with Bryan. Right. He's, like, the top, you know, people love this guy. Yeah. And that was actually a really cool thing that they had going on, so... Um, Fast forward to uh, the Rumble, and, uh, or actually, no, the last Raw of the Year, Brian beat Rowan and Harper in a gauntlet match to get a shot at Bray. He got a shot at Bray on that show, and then Harper and Rowan ran in and beat him down, and just beat the fuck out of him until he agreed to join the Wyatts. Because Bray had been demanding he join the Wyatt family for weeks.
1: Yep. So they put him in a
3: jumpsuit. They put him in a. It was like a um, like coveralls, like yeah. uh, like Billy Joel and the Uptown video girl, <laughs> Uptown right. girl video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He looked like a mechanic. Joined, yeah. joined the Wyatt family, but same as Rowan. <laughs> um yeah he's working on their cars on the yard yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah he's like fixing some like 45 year old truck with yeah. fucking no paint on it like out on like dead grass <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> underneath tractors and shit Yeah. he's out in the back 40 yeah <laughs> um and that only lasted a couple weeks and then um at the rumble he bray beat brian right at the rumble
1: i believe he did i think
3: he did yeah yeah and then he did because it was kind of like oh daniel bryan for wrestlemania is clearly not the plan because he just lost at the rumble yeah you know what i mean you don't lose at the rumble if that's the plan and um later in the night they jumped john cena and made him lose the title to orton which set up wrestlemania with daniel bryan and then um so then bray kind of goes into a thing with cena you know getting getting ready for wrestlemania and then you get to the elimination chamber which is a month later and they had, I think, my. I'm never been a big fan of. Um, I love tag team wrestling. I don't really love when you get more than two guys or four guys in the ring at a time. Yeah, you can have some good three on three matches, but beyond that, they just get sloppy. Yes, and very you get much guys so. Guys that take a clothesline and have to sell it for five minutes on the floor. I hate that. Yeah, we we've talked gets, about this. It on gets the kind show of before. silly. Yeah, this was my favorite three on three match of all time i think because i loved the shield i thought the shield were so fucking cool yeah and i loved the wyatts they were probably like it was almost uh, it, it would be like a tie for me at this point between the two i loved them both and i really thought going into it the shield was going to win because even then you could see they had plans for roman you oh know what dude I mean? you could just yeah. see him and yeah. just be like he's going to main event. you knew vince had a heart on for
1: that fucking guy. yeah you're
3: like this guy's gonna be a main event or wrestlemania main event or soon and he was just 15 months later well here we are 10 years later and like okay they were so fucking right like yeah roman is
1: like next level shit totally yeah Yeah. they
3: spotted that shit fucking you know oh yeah yeah um i totally thought they were gonna win but the whites beat the shit out of them they didn't just beat the shit out of them they were like making them disappear you know what i mean (laughs) yeah fighting to the crowd it would be like rowan would take rollins out into the crowd and rowan would come back and you never saw rollins again right i remember chris and i watching it and we were like Dude, they're just, like, picking them apart. Like, yeah. they're just destroying this team. And they won the match, and it was the coolest fucking match I've ever seen. Yep, and uh, that's a big deal, to get that win over the shield, because mm-hmm. they were really pushing the shield
1: Yeah, as, like, the next guys.
3: And they'd all been champions at that point, right? Right, Because they'd been yes. tag champs, they'd been... Uh, they'd been U.S. champion,
1: yeah. intercontinental they champion, gra- I think.
2: Yeah, grabbing every gold except for... Except for the that heavyweight, weight. that's right. But still, if you get loaded up, you're you need to be taken seriously. These guys have credentials. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the Wyatt family does not beat the shield
3: unless you have plans for the Wyatt family. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, Then you get Cena versus Bray at WrestleMania, which was a huge fucking thing for a rookie. You know, that you talk about your first year, you go, you work with the top guy in the company at the top show of the year.
1: And, I, dude, I will say this forever. Bray should have gotten the win at that show.
3: I agree. Cena didn't need it. Didn't need it.
1: That's yeah. exactly it. He did not need it. Just like the next year at 31, he didn't need the win over Rusev. It would have done Rusev a bigger favor. But out of those two, Rusev or Bray, I think Bray should have gotten the win at 30.
3: Um. Yeah, totally. I, I completely agree. And I'll get to 31 in a minute. Oh, okay. Because um, I have more to say about that show. Oh, excellent. Um, so then they sort of you go to WrestleMania. They had the match with with Cena. It was it was a cool match. Um, who the hell was it that buried that match? Was it goddamn Zabisco? Buried that match? Yeah, they said something like, "Why'd Cena jump off the top rope onto the other guys?" Oh, dude, uh, come of on! Jumping off the top rope on a brain. I was like, dude, if you've been paying attention to what these guys have been doing to him, yeah, exactly. You know, I was like, shut up, Zabisco. I no, it, it was Zabisco. He's
1: the guy that fell asleep during his Hall of Fame speech, right? Uh, I don't know if he. Fell, I don't think he exactly speech. fell asleep.
3: I think he went into like he was like sleepwalking through it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: sleep talking. Sleep talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like he didn't know where he
3: was or what he was saying, but he was kept kept going. <laughs> yeah, something more coherent from Eugene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or me after a couple more of these beers. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. So, Adam, how did the Wyatts split up?
2: Because I left that out of my notes. He set them free. Okay. It was uh uh I believe after Mania usually do the draft, mm-hmm. it was pre- pretty much that superstar shakeup and it was more built into storyline oh, okay. that he wanted to set them free.
3: Okay, so they all kinda of went solo. Rowan didn't do a whole lot. Harper actually had a pretty cool run. Bray stayed Bray for a couple years, just regular Bray. Um and then they then shit started to get kind of weird um he had the match with undertaker the following year yeah which that was when i thought undertaker should have lost I agree was, yes like, there was no reason for him to lose to brock i always thought to me i always thought that undertaker should have lost his last match he should have re- lost and then retired so yeah if, you're, if this is not the year you're going to retire don't lose. Right. That would have been a great time for him to retire because I think, because at that point his best matches were already behind him. Yeah, and what did the win over Bray at 31 give Undertaker? It gave him nothing. Nothing. And then Undertaker only had like five matches after that. One was the so- yes. the Saudi match which was fucking a shit show. Garbage. One was Roman the following year which his hip was fucked and the match sucked.
1: Him and Kane versus DX. And
3: then you had the movie match with AJ which was actually really cool for a movie. Uh, yeah, but I mean that we was we all could have not... without it. Exactly. You know, him going out against Bray was would have been the move. Um I know that he doesn't agree with that, but that's my feelings on it. Well,
1: and here's the thing too, is if you fantasy book and you give Bray the win over Cena at 30, you give Bray the win over Taker at 31. Yeah. Now you've got a main eventer on your hands. You got a motherfucker. Yeah. Dude, that is a beast that, mm-hmm. I mean, he is going to be one of the strongest guys in the company. Yeah. I understand you have the golden crown on Roman, but Roman's going to need somebody to feud with over the years. Why not push that chess piece in and have that be Bray
3: Wyatt? It could have been fucking Bray instead of Brock. Yes. Because you had cause you had Brock and Roman that year at 31, which was fantastic. That was great. Yeah. But then it was Brock and Roman uh not the next year at 32. No, the next year. Uh 34. At 34, yeah. 34 was Bray and Roman, which was yeah. Uh. uh Brock and and Roman. Brock and, Brock Roman. and Roman, I'm sorry, yep. Brock and Roman at 34. And then you had him again at fucking 38. Yeah. That could have been bray all along. All along. You're totally and it would have been better. I mean yes. uh, the, uh, the one the la, the one at 38 was pretty good. The one at 34 fucking sucked. That was not good. And it didn't help that it was New Orleans and everyone just wanted to get to the bar. Well, yeah, they were fucking hammered already at the fucking arena. Yeah, it was a beach ball and everyone was leaving. They're <laughs> like, fuck, <laughs> fuck this. Yeah. Fuck this. The match. show was too long. And, yeah. But if it had been a very strong bray going into that, nobody yes. would have left. Nobody nope. would have shit on it. There nope. wouldn't have been a beach ball. Nope. It would have been some serious shit. So they really dropped the ball with him at that point. Then he just sort of kind of, they didn't really do a lot with him. It kind of got to the point where it was like, all you do is talk. um, And everything about him
2: is just production value. And it was the same production value.
3: Yeah. And it was like, I don't know why to even like you anymore other than you wear really cool pants. (laughs) You know what I mean? You wore those cool white pants with the fucking holes in them and shit. Yeah. He kind of just, it it kind of got to be the same thing week after week. And it was because they just weren't doing anything with him. I and, agree. Yes, and then they had him work with Orton, which was cool. And then Orton burned him alive in his house, or whatever. I, I, the fuck. We
2: were at that show. Yeah, we, we were at Payback. Yeah,
3: it was. Oh, that. that's right.
2: I forgot that was Payback. You were there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was the month after he and Orton had the match where like maggots were in the ring. Yes, remember? And I was yeah. like. Dude, I was trash. Really, we were there. I was. you weren't there, but I was there and I was way into the match. And then that happened. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, for fuck's sake, right? Was, They're I'm making gonna, it stupid now. I think I went to take a piss during a Randy Orton match. <laughs> <'cause of laughs> that, that should not happen. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Randy Orton's selling
1: maggots. Yeah, he's selling <laughs> maggots. Like, oh my God, there's really fucking maggots. I was like, Stop Six it. Six foot
2: cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, RKO, all of them
1: yeah that <laughs> was a ring full of dicks i would understand the fear but
3: yeah <laughs> and i think this is kind of so it wasn't long after that so the last we saw of the hell in the cell you went to was the fiend right when do we yes when was correct. the last time we saw the actual bray wyatt does anyone remember oof Good question. I don't remember, but at some point he got, I should have looked this up, but I literally did my notes like four hours ago. Um Sorry, sorry to the listeners who were expecting a, a good episode.
1: Yeah, I think that I was, Hell in the Cell was 2019. Yeah, it was.
3: It was. It was 2019, so that, was, right? that was The Fiend. Um He was already,
2: yeah.
3: Whatever the circumstances were, he, maybe it was the fucking, what year was that No Way Out? That was Uh, 17? Okay, then it wasn't that.
2: Whatever it doesn't matter. Eventually- okay, uh, it looks like it was about uh, two thousand eight, two thousand eighteen when he teamed with Matt Hardy. Okay. Mm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Oh
3: god, I forgot about
2: that. So pretty much after that's that, right, they were tag champs. After that title run, we were there. Yeah, that's Shots. right. We were there. But uh, yeah, just after that title runs, uh, looks like uh, slowly he kind of just yeah, went slowly away. Slowly right? went out. Um, had some. In- looks like he had some injuries after. I think it was uh yeah after they lost that uh those tag titles okay looks like to the b team
1: oh, oh god, god dude okay clearly they have no idea how to book bray wyatt at this point he's when losing you have to him, the b team and when you have him teaming with matt fucking hardy like yeah. come on a
3: literal b team yeah <laughs> right yeah matt Hardy. Right. yeah right right a guy who can barely walk
1: yeah <laughs> when he shows up people are like where's jeff <laughs> like,
3: it's. i mean
1: come on like why is bray teaming with him yeah, yeah. i mean i enjoyed it at the time but it, it, that's what people it, say it, when
2: you show up too by the way
1: where's eddie no where's jeff <laughs> oh
3: shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> for fuck's sake
2: it looks like uh the healing for those injuries would be about a year okay and then uh then the, he came back and king. then the fire then the firefly funhouse segment started Okay, and yeah. you liked this Firefly fun fun I Firefly Funhouse.
1: I enjoyed it because Bray, as you mentioned earlier, would invest a hundred percent into a character. Yeah. And you truly believe that he was off his fucking rocker and he was going crazy. Right. And this was another extension of his
3: personality. Yeah, it was like a twisted Mr. Rogers. Yes. It was like Mr. Rogers was on like fucking drugs or something.
2: Yes, I loved it. I really didn't mind it. I just didn't like his attire. dressing like an 80s dad (laughs) with the brown sweaters. Yeah, yeah. But the orange pants. dressed like Cliff Huxtable. (laughs) (laughs) Or Cliff Clavin. Uh, (laughs) When he's not in his male
3: uniform. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but just that that concept of oh it's playful it has to be uh, a welcoming juvenile yeah cuz he's playing with puppets here. yeah yeah but then twist it the wrong way these could act these are actually dolls that get into your fucking head yeah <laughs> so he starts
3: doing those vignettes week after week after week and every week you don't know what he's talking about he's talking Talking, talking, talking. Right. It was like what watching was, Ultimate Warrior promos back then. Kinda in the day. or Jimmy Snooker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have no idea what he was talking. What was the thing he said? I heard a clip of him the other day saying, Oh man, I wish I could think of it. The hate the the hateness is the he said the word hateness. Um hmm. not
1: hatred, huh? Interesting.
3: Yeah. Whatever. Um and then it starts to be, like, in the video, you see The Fiend pop up for a second. Yeah. And it was like, oh, what is this? Okay, this looks cool. Now you yes. got my attention. This yes. looks a fucking cool.
2: monster emerging yep. from all this. And
3: this kind of went on, like, all summer. Like, it started in June. And then he ends up having his debut match at SummerSlam. Taking on Finn Balor. In, yeah. In Toronto, which Carissa and I were at. Um, it was a great show. That was Edge's first time back. He came out and hit somebody with a spear. And I forget who it was. Was it uh, Elias? Probably, I think it was a Yeah, yeah. And Dolph Ziggler lost to uh, Goldberg twice, I think.
1: For fuck's sake!
3: Yeah, right. Let's Poor Dolph Ziggler. Dude. I know, I know.
1: You I, know what? Uh-huh. Here, here's a toast to fucking Dolph Ziggler. I'd have a sip
3: Job, it sucks, the Dolph. Um, and he came out and just squash Bray, and it was the the fuck. So he has Finn the same music, uh, or Finn. Yeah. He has the same song, but it's a re-recorded version by Code Orange. Which was fucking awesome. Yep. The lighting was all red like Kane used to be. Yes. He's in the fucking, the striped pants and the weird shirt and the crazy mask. And it was so cool. And he came out, comes out and
2: destroys the guy. Yep. And I was like, all right, here we go. Bray Wyatt is back. I'm yeah. loving this. After after the match, Finn is just standing there in the middle of the ring, shell-shocked. Crowd's going, holy shit, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was
3: awesome. And then he wrestled, I think, two more times that entire year. And that's the
1: problem, right? Because when you're getting weekly vignettes of a guy, mm-hmm. they're building a character. Right. When we saw these back in, like, say, the 90s, yeah, Razor Ramon, for example, mm-hmm. you got, what, a month to two months of vignettes. Yeah. Then the introduction of the character in the ring. But then that guy would show up every week and wrestle, wrestle at the next pay-per-view. Boom. Next week on TV, he's on TV. And then he continues to wrestle every single week on TV and the pay-per-views. We didn't see Bray in the ring enough. And I think ultimately that's where you fell off the Fiend bandwagon. I really did. Because you weren't seeing him in the ring enough. And okay, the character development is cool. But if you're not seeing the payoff in the ring...
3: Right. I, I get where you fell off. Yeah, it was like, why do I care about this guy if he's never going to wrestle? Yes, it's exactly. It's almost as though.
2: if like the company is forcing him down our throats. Even though he's showing up every week, it's like, yeah, forcing him forcing him down our throats at these premium...
0: <coughs> what
2: the fuck happened to Perfect Strangers? Go ahead. Oh, no, that was different. That was last season?
3: No, no, you're talking okay. about forcing something down people's throats. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: So you don't you don't really get that uh, impression that uh, he's able to wrestle, but he's always getting it. There we go. That's the music, and so he's getting like this use his name hierarchy to just get these premium matches, and then every every week on SmackDown or Raw, whatever it was, you're just forced to watch his uh, production value. It's always that high pitched screaming. Always those guys, they have to roll those flashlights while he does the mandible claw. You also can't appreciate it because you're just flashlights. You can't fucking see what he's doing in there. So that's why I got annoyed with The Fiend, and it just didn't work for me.
3: Yeah, it just kind of got lame. Yeah. So you weren't on
2: The Fiend bad wagon at all? Not really, no. At first, maybe, but at, then... At first, that, that Finn match at SummerSlam, I agree with the crowd. Holy shit. But then... That's all it was, just premium matches, which it doesn't seem like he truly deserved.
1: So do you think maybe the Fiend was more created to sell merchandise and toys than he was to wrestle in matches?
2: That's actually a good point.
1: I don't doubt that. I, they made a shit ton of a Fiend merch for well, somebody who was only in I, the ring a few times. I don't
3: think the Fiend was created for that because I believe he created but it the turned Fiend. into it. But I believe, I don't doubt the Fiend was approved as a character for that reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, he didn't come up with that in mind, but I could see Vince's fucking wheels turning in his head. Oh, we're going to sell a lot of figures, pal. Dude, they sold a lot of belts. They sold a belts. lot of masks. They yeah. sold a lot of fucking mm-hmm. uh,
1: gloves. Mm-hmm. They sold a lot of action figures. That's yeah. for damn sure. Like, totally. Yeah. yeah. It turned into a merch machine, I think. Yeah. But unfortunately, we weren't getting that in-ring. And to that extent I do
3: agree with you. Yeah, and it was like when he did appear in the ring, it was the end of Raw. It was the lights go out, yeah. they pop up in red and he uh has someone in the mandible claw and they go off the air. Right. I saw Which you that could barely so many see. times, dude. Yeah. You know, it was just it got repetitive and then then he had that swamp match with Braun Strowman yeah, and that match. was
1: ugh, everything he really just,
2: just became kinda... production. There was it there didn't seem to be fundamental wrestling or just some kind of wrestling foundation with him anymore
3: yeah and then so it would have been okay so when was that hell in a cell match with rollins was that Uh, that was in 2019 that that was 2019 so by so even by the end of 2019 so you're talking three months later four months later it was like what do we do with this guy oh have rollins fucking kill him with a sledgehammer in the ring you know what i mean yeah in a
2: red cell with red lighting. It
3: was bad. It was, I
2: was there live there. and it was
3: horrible. Yeah, you couldn't even see horrible. it. Horrible. You
2: said people were leaving during the match. People you were said,
3: leaving during the match. Yeah, dude. During a cell match, Yeah, people were leaving. Yeah. Yep. And it was the worst. It was, they, they DQ'd Rollins in a cell. Awful. Like you should be able Awful. to fucking shoot a guy during a hell in a cell match. They, <laughs> they, they really booked themselves into
1: a corner with that match too because Rollins was like the face champion. Yeah. But Bray was popular with the kids. Right. So you had two faces going at it in the ring and then on top of that, you oh, have... Oh, so what do
3: we do? We hit him in the head with a sledgehammer, to traumatize the kids. And on, on and top of all of that,
1: the entire appearance of everything looks like shit with fucking red on red on yeah. red. And it's just, it was garbage, dude. The fans yeah. were booing. They're fucking leaving. It was a shit show. Right. It was really bad.
3: So then at that point, they really he really suffered from bad booking. Yes, um, absolutely. So after that, now you got to write him off TV, right? Then fucking COVID happens. Right. Then there's no, you don't bring him back to fucking work in the Thunderdome I don't think he came back. If I remember right, he didn't come back until after the Thunderdome era, right? Or did? Uh, he? Well, he wrestled in that WrestleMania. Oh uh, right, thirty six. Oh god, that yeah. shit Cena match that everybody was like interpreting like it was the fucking Torah. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, which, which, by the way, he won. Yeah, he beat. Yeah. Okay, so he's got a. He 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 did get his win back from Cena.
1: I would rather have the the WrestleMania thirty win than that WrestleMania thirty six win. Yeah, right. That right, would have done totally. so much more for Bray, what, however many, six years previous, yeah. than that win at 36. Like, right. It, it, you're not doing much for him at that no, point. No, I mean, it and was then,
3: garbage, and it was, it was yeah. a movie. It would be like winning on Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was shit. It was complete yeah. trash. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are like, fuck you, that's the best match ever. No, it's no. not. It sucked. Okay, to be fair, I enjoyed it. I know you enjoyed it. You're
1: wrong. I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it for what it was, because if you can enjoy The Undertaker... Graveyard
3: match, you can enjoy that Bray Wyatt match. Uh, I completely disagree. It's okay. It was a mess. There there was no
2: continuity to it.
3: Yeah, Undertaker and fucking AJ weren't like transporting through dimensions and shit. No, but it was still like they were, okay, cut. All right, now we're going to put you guys over here. Okay, we're going to do this bit. Okay, cut. Yeah, but at least it was something that could happen. Like two guys could beat the fuck out of each other in a boneyard at night. Yes. Like they're changing. They're doing costume changes and shit and traveling through time. It was complete trash, dude. It... It was
1: fun and it went along with the whole Bray Wyatt character like sometimes you just got to let your imagination go right and be like okay fine but who counts that as a real fucking match like does anybody yeah. be like oh Bray fucking beat Cena at WrestleMania? No he didn't. Right. No he fucking didn't yeah. because that was a gimmick match. Enjoy it for what it was but don't count that as w- the match should at, at 30 should have ended in a win for Bray not the match at 36.
3: Yeah. And it was part of why that was the worst WrestleMania of all time. 36 uh, no, no, uh 30, yeah, thirty yeah, thirty-six. That well, was the Thunderdome well, one, right? Yeah, but, but you can't
2: but you can't really blame uh, it. Right. That's yeah, a yeah.
3: big asterisk. So only WrestleMania that. I've never rewatched, except to pull clips for uh wrestling versus porn. <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> nice but also Thunderdome era, you get when I think it was Drew, he would get or they had the puppets appear in front of the uh the screens that made the crowds. So now you have actual big-ass jacked fucking wrestlers getting scared by these hand puppets. And now I hate The Fiend more than I even did. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, now come on, man.
3: Like, are you really trying to insult me? You know, like, you're. it's wrestling. I know I'm expected to suspend my disbelief, but now you're having guys be afraid of puppets. Yeah. Fucking come on, dude. Like, this is just fucking for children. If now, it could you know, at least stupid. be a
2: demented version of that puppet like you'd see at Universal Studios... That's one thing. A demented version of that buzzard puppet? <laughs> what wasn't demented about that? I'm just saying concept wise, like humanize it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like Mary Ann from Brooklyn.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, okay, so that's no so eventually they just do all this shit to him and then it was at third it was at WrestleMania last year. What did they do? They lit him on fire or some shit. Eventually they like lit him on fire, I think. Yeah, the bird right? Bray Wyatt, yeah. And that was the last time I think that was last, Fiend. I think it was the last time you saw him. And it's like, well, yeah, how do you what do you do to him after that? Yeah. You know, nuke him? You know <laughs> right. like you kind of blew your load yeah. uh with him at that point, like. I guess this is the end of The Fiend. Yeah. And I don't believe we saw him again. I think you're right. After that. And then... And then he got that released. Was like late last year. Then he... Yeah. Um, then he... Wait, was he released? Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot he got released. Well, yeah. They did Burnt
1: Fiend. That's right. That's right. And then he kind of disappeared for a while. After, and you're like, okay, when's he coming back? And it was like he's going to get... Re- he got released.
2: Yeah. yeah. Pretty much after Roman got the Universal title... Off of Braun because the the SummerSlam match threat. was between Bray and Braun. Yeah. Yeah. He got it off of them. And then ironically, both of them are are gone. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And Alexa is then stuck with the partnership gimmick. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, because
3: yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, oh cool. Alexa's gonna get cool again now. Yeah. Then she got pregnant and got less
2: cool. Um Congrats her to her. <laughs> going to give birth to a beautiful kid.
1: Jeez. (laughs) That means she puts out, though.
0: (laughs)
3: Pig. (laughs) Love you, Alexa. (laughs) <laughs> and then unfortunately yeah that brings us to now like the dude just fucking out of the blue died he, well they brought him back they brought him back and then he was he, I think he, that
2: big production they introduced uh, that we were there Captain, in New Orleans we were,
1: the, so they did the pay-per-view where they brought him back they were at the end of the QR show they
3: were doing codes before that
1: yes it was a whole chase the rabbit thing and then yeah. they brought him back to the pay-per-view which you were over at our house and we watched we literally fast forwarded to the end of the pay-per-view just to watch them bring Bray back that's right yeah and yeah. they did a whole thing and you're like okay cool Hopefully, this is what the Bray we've been waiting for. Right, right. And then, yeah, we were in NOLA for his first uh, in-ring interview after that pay-per-view appearance.
2: Right. and That was the heartfelt one. Yes. Oh, that was beautiful.
1: Yeah, it was. It was because you could tell like mental health issues, but he talked to a lot of fans that were like, you meant the world to us and he came back and it meant the world to him, Mm -hmm. you know, and you could tell he was very appreciative to have that spot back.
2: Right. Just tell like he was just surrounded by so much production and bad booking. But man, the guy just loved the industry. He did. Yeah. He did. And And as he was was born
3: for it. You know what I mean? He
1: wasn't. As you pointed out, anything he was given... He committed 110%
3: to. He really did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And it was yeah, after that, the White Rabbit and all that shit. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was like, cool, he's back to being himself. And then he started with the Firefly Funhouse shit again. But I was like, okay, let's give the guy a chance.
2: Yeah. You know, I, maybe could, it's I could live be, with Firefly Funhouse. It was like, maybe That's it's going to be
3: cool this time around. And then, dude, it was like, that was October. Was by January he was out? January well, yeah, he has that Mountain Dew yeah, match with match. LA Knight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was that. And then it was like, you kept hearing, oh, he's hurt. You, everyone kept thinking he was hurt. He, he was hurt. hurt, right. And it was like, no, he has some other kind of health issue. It was just rumors, rumors. You know, Meltzer right. was like, oh, I think he fucking um, had his nose fixed. Uh, was it <laughs> his teeth? Was it his teeth? He said about Well, Charlotte? Meltzer
1: kept saying, I think he's going to come back this week, but he might not.
3: But he might. Yeah. It could happen, he's but he might not. He's going to come back, but if he doesn't, the plan changed. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then, boom, out of the blue, August fucking... He's dead. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah.
2: Fortunately, it was, it was just... a complication due to COVID. Yeah. yeah. complication yeah. that escalated as a result of it. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Uh, what a fucking
3: disaster, man. Like, what a talented fucking guy. Yeah. You know, it was like, fuck, you know?
1: I equate it to musicians that we've lost way too soon, like Dimebag Daryl. I'll use him as an example. Like you think of what could have been this, especially like with all the reunion shows that bands do, right? Like a Pantera, an actual Pantera reunion with dime would have just been gigantic. Yeah. You know, and we lost him way too soon Mm -hmm. and I'll definitely equate Bray Wyatt to that just gone way too soon because yeah, we got a lot of like skewed booking with him, but had they given him a proper path, who knows what what Bray could have been in the ring ultimately at the end of his career?
3: Yeah, I think he really suffered from bad booking. I Absolutely. mean, even just even just for the simple fact that you'd have he would have a greater body of work to go back and watch. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? Like, think of how many more match, good matches we could have from him. Yeah, but yeah. they were just like, nah, man, just go out and Claw the dude at the end of the show. You right, know? right. Um, I mean, so
1: yeah, to go back and create like a playlist of Bray Wyatt matches, unfortunately, that playlist is
3: going to be super fucking short yeah yeah um yeah exactly yeah and i think he was just um he thought about wrestling in a different way for most people yeah you know and just yeah like i just i don't i can't think of anybody else that did such a cool character and like we said over and over committed to it so well and he was such a super creative guy um i always thought i could have really seen him having rob zombie's career like i wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of done wrestling And he's directing horror movies, like really fucking bizarre horror movies too. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I could have seen him doing something like that. Like he would have done something. I could have seen him getting out of wrestling, moving on to something else.
1: Yeah. Well, he had to that point, he had, uh, I think his name is Tom Savini.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, so the guy
1: who made his mask. Yeah, the guy that made his mask, who's like super synonymous with horror movies. Right, right. He does he did, that
3: shit, and he made Bray's mask. That's crazy. Yeah, he did Slipknot's mask, and I think he yeah, did, like he did the makeup. I think he did the makeup in the original Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, so I, you're you're not far off the mark when you say yeah. he could have gone into that genre. I totally could have seen him being or like uh, D. Snyder did the same thing. Right, With Strangeland. Right, right. I could have yeah. seen him being like with his name and who he is. And being able to get some uh, get some people to put some money into shit, even get Vince to be you know put up money. Why not um, with a WWE movie? See the fiend to and Wyatt
2: balding together. Holy shit!
3: <laughs> oh, that would have been fucking awesome. Yeah, shit. Great. yeah, yeah, totally. That's kind of where I could have seen things going for him. I would have been shocked if he was still wrestling when he was like forty five. You know, yeah. I think he would have moved yeah. on at that point to something different. Yep. You know, I, could I just wish him. we had more from him in the ring. Yeah, absolutely. I really do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz what we were given,
1: it was so fucking good, dude. Yeah. I just wish we had more to add to that playlist, unfortunately. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, see, one-time WWE champion, two-time Universal Champion, uh won the Raw Tag Team Title with Matt Hardy, SmackDown Tag Title with uh with Randy Orton and Luke Harper, one of those situations. And uh y- WWE's year end award male wrestler of the year, uh, left behind four children total, two of which were with Jojo.
1: Yep. That's four. that's and the hardest part, dude.
2: Though, those pictures just him being being a dad, absolutely wonderful to see. Yeah. And just crushing things with those, that, what those yeah.
1: kids and his wife or fiance, I think she was. Yeah. are going through it's just ugh shitty god I hate thinking about
2: that dude that's just horrible yeah yeah well that's our tribute to Bray Wyatt absolutely loved him and yeah just wish he was still with us today but yes he, but he and Brody Lee are are now together and keeping the family nice and close that's our coverage are you are, are you being like extra careful if you're Eric Rowan <laughs>
3: You know what I mean? He, he has like, that spider
2: he's to protect. Check his blood pressure every day. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Look both ways before you cross the street. <laughs> You're so, right, yeah. You know I mean Yeah, right, dude. Yeah, always avoiding black cats and walking <laughs> under ladders and shit. Braun Strowman is injured right now, isn't he? So He is. Yeah. Hopefully it's just injury. Oh, f- fingers be, crossed yeah. because um
3: <laughs> never mind.
2: Yeah.
1: You're like, why couldn't Riddle have been in the Wyatt family? Damn it. (laughs) What the
2: hell kind of production would that be? (laughs) (laughs) That takes care of uh, our coverage of Bray Wyatt. What other memories uh, do you have of him? Please let us know on our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or whatever the alternates are to whatever they're named. Uh, Tell your family, friends, heels, and faces to like, share, and subscribe. Leave us reviews and ratings so that we can keep this drunk wrestling adventure going. With Eddie and Scott, I'm Adam reminding all of you to enjoy buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we will see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three. Bray, we love you. All
1: ah! P-Bray. the clue
0: years old, fell from the roof on East 29. Kathy was 11 when she pulled the plug. 26 Reds and a bottle of wine. Bobby gave me up. 14 years old. Addison up in Manhattan, slide in Vietnam, bullet in the head, by the old D'Adreno on the night that he was wet. They were two more friends. from a cell in the tunes Judy jumped in front of a subway train Eddie got slit in the jugular vein And Eddie, I miss you more than all the others And I salute Out on the roof.